In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. And today's topic is defying the odds in pursuit of purpose. The word purpose is a simple word. It is a simple reason for your existence. Some may say that I exist for many different things. I don't have at least one specific purpose, but there's many things that I want to do. There's many things that I believe that I'm called to do, which is also good because in life you are never on only one path. Um, That is, you're not necessarily pursuing education, neglecting family. You are not necessarily pursuing family without having a job. So your purpose may be one big vision for your life, but it could also be different things that you'd say, I believe that I was called to do this. I believe that I exist to do this. I believe that this is a very big thing that I should be able to achieve. Now, once you have seen that, once you have come to that revelation that this is my purpose in life, even if it is more than one purpose, then the issue is, what is it that you're going to do about it? Now, the title of this episode is saying, defy those odds, because once you embark on doing something great for your life or even for others, there will be things that will come against you. There will be situations that will come against you. The irony of life is that when you are young, you look forward to doing great things in life. You have a vision, you have dreams. In fact, with every birthday celebration, you think you are coming of age. You think that there's things that you'll only be able to achieve when you are old. You want to be old and take decisions. You want to be independent. You want to achieve this goal and that goal. In fact, at that time, you don't even realize that you are achieving one, two, three things because of a support structure that you have. You don't feel the load and the burden in the pursuit of your dreams. And when you get old, you then realize that there is more demand on yourself for every step that you want to take, for everything that you want to do. It may require your own money when before when you're pursuing this dream and that, you were asking from your parents for these things. Now, as you come of age and you begin to take responsibility for your life and your dreams and your visions and your purpose and your goals, then you realize that it is actually a difficult thing because perhaps the support structure is there, but not giving you as much as they used to do because you have now come to an age where you have to do things for yourself. Now, as an older person, you look back and say, I could have done this. I should have started doing this. I should have um, achieved that or I shouldn't have done this. One of the things I realized since last year is that I should have actually started exercising long time ago not even five years or 10 years back. I should have started long time ago. Now, if your purpose in life demands you to be fit and healthy, for example, you might look back and realize that you've actually sabotaged your own future, your own goals, your own purpose by not taking care of your own body. Time waits for no one. It keeps on ticking. You grow old. You realize that I should have started registering for that degree or I should have started doing that degree or that diploma long time ago. And By the time you realize these things, you think maybe it's already too late. Our young people are under pressure today to achieve great things. 
that their parents have also struggled to achieve at the same age. Life is even more difficult and more expensive. Jobs are scarce. The education standard keeps on rising. Now, some young people may even get depressed because their life seems to be standing still while time is moving. They come to uh, brick walls as they try to push forward in life. Some will even eventually take their own lives because of the frustration and the depression that they experience because of their own situations. Their parents may be disappointed. Life may be too difficult. They may feel that they have actually failed themselves in the process. However, I want to encourage you to pursue that purpose, that goal, that vision, that dream. The best time to start pursuing your goal is now. The best time to start doing what is going to lead you to your purpose is now. It is not yesterday. If you didn't do it yesterday, today is the right time. You cannot sit on yesterday's failures and fail to do something today because you can only correct yesterday's failures today. You cannot then sit and say, I'm not going to do it tomorrow because I failed today. The worst thing that you can do is to stop pursuing yesterday's dreams because today is the hardest. Now, there are many examples of people that have pursued something that seems to be so simple, but they had come to difficulties in life and it seemed like they were not able to, to push through, but it seemed like they were not going to be able to succeed in doing those things because the odds were against them. There are three things that I've um, identified that will stand against you as a person trying to pursue your purpose and goals. Time stands against a person. You see, time will remind you that you have little time for a big project. Time will remind you that you have actually failed to do it yesterday when it was due. Time will make you feel like you are too old to start doing it. Time will make you feel like you have actually failed. Therefore, there is no point in you starting doing it today. Time will stand against you and make you feel that perhaps maybe I should not even bother. You are late for this assignment. However, I want to say to you, the favor of God can actually push away time and your own pursuit of your purpose and dreams, regardless of the time, will actually take you there. The second thing is people. People may stand against you. People may encourage you or discourage you. People may discourage you in following your dreams, in pursuing your purpose. To some people, you are too old to start studying. To some people, you are too young to pursue a certain career or a certain position. To some people, who do you think you are to even begin to have an, an idea that you can actually achieve this great thing? Some people will just tell you that it's never done in your family. Some will tell you you don't deserve it. Some will tell you you can't do it. Some will tell you it's useless for you to even try. You'd remember that the men that had leprosy, they cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And it is people that were saying, you're making noise. So to some people, your challenge, your problem, or the thing that you are pursuing is not worth the trouble. For them, they are too comfortable. You shouldn't be bothering them in their state of comfort. People will make you to forget your own dreams. Some will actually even misuse you and make you to pursue their dreams or to assist them in the pursuit of their own dreams. There are people that will not support you for anything, but they expect you to support them. Some people will discourage you in following your own dreams so that you can sit on the other side clapping them whilst they run off in pursuit of their own goals. The third thing that can stand against your goal is circumstances. Certain things can go wrong in your life. This time of the pandemic has taught us that it can really go wrong. 
it can really go bad. Your life can change just like that in a split second. You may be a family and tomorrow you may be alone. And, and, and that is the time and the season in which we live. Things can change. You may have a job today and not have it tomorrow. Those are the things that are standing against your own purpose. You would um, remember that, for example, Abraham, when God said, leave your place and your people go to the promised land. When we got there, there was famine in the land. So that which he thought was a place that God had promised him would be a good place because this God had promised him. He found that it was actually an even difficult place for him to be, but he had to be separated from his people and he could not go back to his family. He had to find a way of surviving, a way of succeeding despite the odds that were against him. So as you live, as you dream, as you as you look forward to the things you want to achieve, know and remember that time may be so far from your side that you may think that you don't have it. People may stand against you and drag you down. Circumstances may come against you like a brick wall, which you are supposed to push through it and go to the other side. And there are also three things that will stand with you. Your dream. As long as you keep your dream alive, you are likely to pursue it. You will find a young person sitting in a corner and you ask them, how is everything? They'll tell you nothing is going right. They will tell you that it is useless. They will complain and moan and talk about everything that has gone wrong. And you'll ask them, so why don't you try this? They'll tell you it's not going to work. Why don't you apply for the jobs? No, they give their own friends. Why don't you start a business? No, no one is going to support me. Why don't you do this? No, I don't have the money. You find a person that is so discouraged that their dream is already dead. If it is dead in your mind, then there's no way that you're going to pursue it. You've got to keep your dream alive. You've got to remember where you wish to be in the future. Then as you see it, as you envision it, you're going to take the first step and move forward. Do not let your dream die simply because you have come to a cul-de-sac in your life. Keep your dream alive. It will push you towards your purpose. The second thing that will stand with you is your support system. Note that I did not say your family. I said your support system. Because sometimes your family may not support you. Sometimes they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. They don't understand your dreams is too big for them to fathom. Or sometimes they may see your dream, they may see your potential, and they may not like it. They may not like to see you succeeding because perhaps they are those selfish bunch that want things to happen in their own lives, not others. So your support system may not necessarily be your family. It may be that your support system is your friends. It may be that your support system is your, your colleagues. Whomever is your support system, recognize those and work with them. Because those are the people that will encourage you. Those are the people that will tell you to go forward even when you feel like going backwards. That is your support system. Sometimes you are looking at your friends and you think that they should be your support system and they're not. Sometimes you keep on pursuing people that you think you like and whereas they're actually not your support system. They may be busy with their own things. Some people are selfish. And there could be other people that are trying to be close to you and you don't recognize them because perhaps maybe they are not of your own life standard or whatever your reason. Now, if you could have the wisdom of identifying the people that you should surround yourself with, not because they are just your relatives or friends, but because there are people that could be helpful for your own purpose and goals in life. Now, the last one that will stand with you is God. God all the way. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will be with you. 
Even Jesus Christ, when he left this earth, he said, I will be with you till the ends of the age. So he is constantly there with you. When you hit a hurdle, he's there. He is there to show you the way. He is there to support you. He is there to show you that you can do it. He is there to give you assistance when you need it. God is your support. God is the one that you should look to for your help. Our God is the ever-present help. In times of trouble, he is there. He is the kind of friend that will not run away when trouble comes, but he will be with you to pick you up. He will be with you to show you the way. He will be helping you to pick up your pieces, the pieces of your life, or to start afresh. He will be there with you. God will never leave you nor forsake you, no matter what kind of trouble you're going through. Now, I want to share just a few things about my life. When I say defying the odds, I mean exactly that. Because really things can go wrong in life. Things can really go wrong. I grew up with a, a mother. I think I've shared this story before. I grew up with a mother who decided to go back to school at an older age. And her education came handy when my father was sick. Now, this is a woman that defied the odds of societal standards and values and culture, which required a woman to sit at home and rear children and take care of the house. But she decided that she wanted more out of her life. I want to honor my mother with this episode. She defied the odds and decided to go back to high school, put on school uniform after having taken care of her own children, sent us to school and she would then also go. She went to high school for five years completed that and went and did her school teaching diploma. And when she finished that, I was finishing high school. And at that point in time, my father was sick and couldn't work. Now what my mother started doing eight years before, it was pursuing her goal that will be of help to the family eight years later. Because when she finished her teaching diploma, when my father was sick, she became the breadwinner at home and was there for all of us. Now, this is a typical example of defying the odds because otherwise other people stayed at home and took care of their families and their children. And my mother did something different, went to school, changed the whole situation of her own life, charted a different path than what her parents could have probably envisioned for her because maybe they saw her as a housewife, but she decided, no, I'm not going to be a housewife. I'm going to be a housewife, but have a job, have a career, get an education. She went out there and did that. Even though people talked behind her back saying that she's going to leave her husband, she didn't listen to that. My mother went to school whilst people were talking behind her back. And when my father was sick, my mother was now a teacher. She was able to take care of all of us. It was a difficult time, but my mother's vision of changing her own life became useful for us and she was of help. I celebrate such women, such women that will not sit and say, society tells me to do this, even though my heart is telling me to do something different. I'm going to follow what society is saying. No, no, no. You have your own desires. You have that thing that burns within you. You have that thing that you want to do so much. So even if the odds are against you, I say, go for it. I say, go do it. You have yourself and your own life, one shot at life. Now, if you are going to use that one shot, to please people, that one shot is not going to be a good one. We are going to end up at 80 years looking back thinking, I should have done this and you no longer have an opportunity to do it. So despite the odds, go for that which bends within you. Go for that which you desire to do so much. Go for that which even though it looks too difficult for you to do now, but God will give you the strength. God will give you the wisdom. 
God will open doors for you as long as you are pursuing that which God wants you to do. Because you see, it is also the will of God that we are able to pray to him for, for him to assist us with. I also faced a whole lot of challenges in my life. I've shared that before, that I lost my job, not once, twice. And it is in that time that you look around and you've got to find something that will keep you standing, even when you are going through such a difficult time. If you don't have the goal and the vision in life, you will actually give up on life because of the situation that you're facing. Pursue your goals despite the odds. There is one character in the Bible, Prophetess Anna, a woman whose story is told in only three verses in the book of Luke. The Bible says that she was a widow for 84 years, having been married for seven years. So she was probably around 105 years of age because the, the, that verse doesn't explicitly say that she was 84 years of age, but it says she was 84 years a widow. So it could be that she was 84 years of age or it could be that she was 84 years as a widow. But then if you add on the seven years as a married person and the probably 15, 14, 17 years. So she was probably over 105 years of age. Now, only three verses speak about this woman. It tells us that she was at the temple continuously. She was praying and fasting at the temple. You would ask yourself, why is the Bible bothering us? Or why is the Bible writers bothered enough to write about a person only in three verses? She was a servant of God who was not celebrated. What she was doing, probably other people didn't see much significance because a lot of things that are captured in the Bible are things that were done by men because of the societal culture that celebrated or recorded or looked more towards the men than the women. As a prophetess, as a servant of God in the temple in Jerusalem, she was not going to be able to go through to where the men were. She would not enter the Holy of Holies. She would not enter the holy place. So she would be left in the court of women where she would be ministering to those people that were allowed to go through the court of women. So her role was not even a priest or a high priest, not even a, a person serving in the, inside the temple. She was not even singing in there. She was just prophesying to people that were coming through the temple in the outer court. The Bible tells us that woman was praying and fasting continuously. She didn't stop. If perhaps she was 84, she was an old woman. Her bones probably were tired, but she didn't stop going to the temple. She was a widow. So if she was going to the temple for 84 years as a widow, it means that somebody else was taking care of her physical needs. Even if her husband had left her money, 84 years is a long time for you to keep an investment when you're not taking care of it. So somebody else was taking care of her needs as an 84-year widow, but she was serving God. She focused on her own purpose. It was not a big purpose in our own standards because perhaps we want to get onto the pulpit and preach in front of multitudes. As an 84-year-old person or a 105-year-old person, she was not able to run around the entire temple court. Perhaps maybe she went there and took a, a, a chair and sat and, and people will come through and she'll pray for this one and she'll call for that one and prophesy unto them, telling them about the goodness of God. Here are the lessons that I pick up from the story of Anna. One, age does not determine your purpose. Doesn't matter how old you are. Anna counted the years. Year one, she was a widow. 
Year 10, she was a widow. Year 20, she was a widow. She was not even looking for another gentleman to marry her. Year 40, year 50, up until year 84, she went to the temple daily, fasting and praying. Age does not determine your purpose. You would wonder what was so much important of her to keep on going to the temple and prophesying, not even as a prominent person in the temple. God had a plan for this woman's life. She focused on her purpose. Hers was a simple one. I'm going to sit at the temple and I'm going to pray for people. I'm going to pray for my nation and I'm going to prophesy. That's it. In fasting and prayers, she did that. Doesn't matter how old she was. You cannot say to us today that I'm too old to start a business. I'm too old to get that diploma or degree. Abraham was 75 when God called him. He called him out of his family an old man, not a young one. He was barren together with Sarah. They didn't have children. But God said, go, I'm going to do these great things. I'm going to make you a father of many nations, an old man without a child. God did not say, Abraham, you're too old now for me to even put this uh, great vision upon your life. God waited for him actually to be so old that it had to be clear that this is God, not man. Sarah was 65, an old woman, way past her childbearing age. But God decided to put a child in her womb at that old age. I don't know how old you are, but I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter how old you are. All you have to do is to find out what is it that is burning deep down inside of you. Moses was eight years of age when God called him to go to Egypt and take out Israel out of Egypt. An 80-year-old man going before the pharaoh of that time and demanding that the people that were slaves, the people that were the labor force of Egypt, demanding that they must leave that place and go serve a God that could not even be seen. It was a risky thing for Moses to do, but God commanded an 80-year-old man to go and do that. You may look at your life and say, I just got saved yesterday. There's nothing much that I can do for God. Begin today. The best day to start serving God is today. The best day to start pursuing your purpose is today, not tomorrow. The second thing is that your circumstances may usher you into your purpose. Sometimes we fight off the challenges that we're facing because we think they are standing before our goals and purpose, but they are probably the reason why you are being pushed. Somebody said when they were preaching that Jesus Christ, when Judas was betraying him, he could have said, Judas, why are you pushing me? Because it was the betrayal of Judas that was pushing Jesus to the purpose that he came for in this earth. Without the betrayal, a lot of scriptures would not be fulfilled, but scriptures had to be fulfilled because Jesus Christ could have been killed without being betrayed by Judas. But scripture had to be fulfilled and therefore Judas had to push him to go and do what God had purposed for Jesus Christ to do. So you may look at your circumstances and say, they are stopping me from doing what God wants me to do. It could be that it is in that circumstance that God is going to usher you into your purpose. This woman was a widow serving in the temple, prophetess Anna. It was possibly because she didn't have a husband at home that she had all the time to go to the temple. She had no responsibilities except towards God. So someone will say, I've lost my husband. It could be that it is an opportunity for you to not have to take care of a husband, but to take care of God's business. I'm not saying it is nice being a widow. I'm just saying that if your circumstance has put you in a situation where you look back and you think, 
I can't do that which I wished to have done or I can't go and do this because of that. Look at that circumstance and ask yourself, what is it that it's pushing me to do? What is it that it's pushing you to do? That situation you're facing. When I was jobless, the only thing that I could do was study. I got a PhD by studying when I could not have a job at that point in time. Other people could have been crying and mourning and being bitter and doing all sorts of things and not doing something that is positive with their lives. So don't sit and look at the challenge. You may not be able to change it today. Don't sit and cry about that situation that you will not change it. Even your tears are not going to change that situation. Why then waste your time and tears on the situation? Because your crying is not going to change it. The Bible says, do not worry. Who by worrying will add even a single day to their lives? No one. You cannot worry yourself to old age. You cannot worry yourself to a new job. You cannot worry yourself to a child. So why sit and worry about that thing that you cannot change? Let your circumstance push you towards your purpose. This woman sat and did what God had purposed for her life to serve God. And she did. 84 years. The third one is God will preserve you for your purpose. You would think that this situation is going to kill me. Don't allow it. God will preserve you. The woman, prophetess Anna, had no source of income, but she was fed daily. The Bible tells us that the priest would eat at the temple. She was not a priest. I don't know who was feeding her, but she ate 84 years. Of course, they say she was fasting, but you cannot fast for 84 years, day in, day out. So she would have had food at some point, some days. Perhaps she was fasting during the day and eating in the night. God took care of this woman. We are not told if she had sons and daughters or family. We are only told that she was at the temple day in, day out. God preserved her. She was old, but she was serving. She must have been a very strong lady. I've been to the temple in Israel. I know that um, I've gone up and down those steps. It is in a hill and it's a big, big structure. So for her to get from her home to the temple on a daily basis as a person who was over 84 years of age, it must have been a difficult thing over and above the fact that she was fasting. But God preserved her in the same manner that God preserved an 80-year-old Moses. The Bible tells us at 120 when Moses went up to the mountain to die, God had commanded him to do that. He climbed the mountain to go and die in 120 years of age. If I think about mountain climbing today, I, I tell myself perhaps maybe I still need to go to the gym a little bit more because my body and going up the mountain are two different um, things for me to even think of. But this was an old woman preserved by God. The Bible says Moses' eyes were not dim. He was able to go up that mountain with his eyes very clear. God will preserve you for his purpose. God preserved Israel. We are told that their sandals were not worn out. None was feeble in their midst. In the whole 40 years in the wilderness, they were okay. They were healthy. God was preserving them. He will preserve you too for your purpose. The purpose that he has put in your heart in the first place. The last thing is you must be willing to serve your purpose. This woman went to the temple on a daily basis. She fasted regularly. Now you can't sit and do nothing and think that something will happen. If you need, if you want, and if you wish to have education, you've got to put in the hours. If you want your business to succeed, you've got to put in the hours. Whatever it is that you want to achieve in life, you've got to put the work. You cannot sit and think that things are just going to work out on their own, on your behalf, when you do nothing. 
You must be willing to serve. You must be available to serve. And here's the greatest thing about Prophetess Anna. There were many babies in that temple. Every day there was someone who was bringing a baby for uh, the purification. But Prophetess Anna and Simeon were the ones that noticed and knew that this baby is no ordinary baby. They saw a baby Jesus who could not even speak and say, I am Jesus and I am the Messiah. It was a revelation from God about the Christ that had been manifested. Wow. For 84 years in the temple praying and just that one day, after so many years, she got to see the Messiah. She got the revelation that this is the Messiah. Mary and Joseph were not going around telling people we've got the Messiah. They were not revealing Christ at that point. They were holding baby Jesus. And the word Jesus Christ only comes in the New Testament. So they were holding a baby that the people, even if you told them this baby is Jesus, they wouldn't know what the meaning of Jesus or what the meaning of this baby being Jesus is. They wouldn't know that it is the Messiah. But God revealed to prophetess Anna that this is the Messiah you've all been waiting for. She had been praying for the consolation of Israel, like Simeon, like Zechariah. And this woman saw it. The priest, the high priest did not notice. Even the one that took the sacrifice and did the ritual that had to be done, did not know who this child was. The people serving in the temple, those that had big offices there, they didn't know who this baby was. They only knew Joseph and Mary and their baby. But a servant of God, a maid servant of God, whose job was to sit there and fast and pray and prophesy, got the revelation. Pursue your purpose. No matter how long it takes, it will be sweet at the end when God gives you a revelation, when God gives you a breakthrough, when God helps you and you see the fruit of your labor. This is a woman. In three verses, she was able to get what many prophets lived and die without getting, the view of Christ, the view of the Messiah. She saw a baby and died thereafter. She didn't see Jesus Christ in action, but it was sufficient for her that she had experienced and saw the Messiah. She could sleep in peace as well, knowing that the Messiah had already come for Israel. What's in your heart to do? for you and for God? Is it your career? Because sometimes you think your job is just there for you to make money. It could be that God wants to use you right there in your office. Could it be your education? Pursue it. It could be that through your education, other people will get help. You'll make a great impact in society. Could it be that you want to start a business? Go for it. If it is in your heart and it's burning so brightly and so strong, you've got to run and do it. Not yesterday, today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Start now. As long as it is within you, do it. Whatever is stopping you, take a break, reflect, think again and pray. God will show you the way. Whatever you do, do not stop pursuing that which is in your heart. God will give you a good success. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.